bang. Don't act like you forget. You're out I here. I never forget. One week and you forget what the bang button is. <laughs> Animal, welcome, uh, welcome, bike. As I said, you're looking spry and fit and skinny because you shit and threw your brains out of your body. Yeah, I got all my bad so. takes out of my system too. No, so don't true. worry about that. You got you got the bad toxins, not the bad takes out of your system. Uh, today we will continue the playoff preview series. Two games on the Saturday slate, and then tomorrow's YouTube video will be the two games for the Sunday slate. Today's games, Jaguars at Chiefs, 4.30 Eastern Time. Giants at Eagles, 8.15 Eastern Time. As far as I know, there's no weather updates. Uh, it might be a little chilly in some of the stadiums, but no real wind, no real rain, no real snow. Just two teams, whoever's the best within a 100-yard football field will come away victorious. Let us start with the Chiefs. And thy Jaguars, Chiefs minus eight and a half, over under of 52 and a half points. I love the fact that you're like really in your bag on these show sheets. You're going over <laughs> referee statistics. So once I saw that there was referees included, I have to include those stats. That's a very important part of playoff football. Sean Hockley's fourth playoff game in these three playoff games, average of 63 points per game combined. You're going to get the most in-depth referee statistics that you're <laughs> going to find across the internet uh, in these videos. Because Sean Hockley calls a penalty on everything. He looks so flag happy. Exactly. And the, the, the under is 43 and 33. So 56% in all his games, the under has hit, which makes me want to lean towards the under for this game. But we'll get to that. Wait, if he's throwing so many fucking flags, why, why yeah. does the under keep hitting? What do you mean? That, I, I said that insinuating that it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, like, do you have statistics on whether or not they're offensive or defensive flags? Of course not. I just I'm assume just, it's just like P.I. P.I. Fucking. That's why I that's assume, what you, too. It could also be holding, holding, and then bang. I, in I his three playoff that, games, 63 points per game combined. Yeah. yeah. Sean, Sean Hockley likes to mean, steal the yeah. show. Yeah. In, in He's the, a showstopper. In his three playoff games, sure. But I'm looking at the 56% in all his other games. All right, let's get back on track here. It's uh, too much ref. I knew I shouldn't have brought up the yeah. storylines of the game. I, I think the Jags coming off uh, an electric win last week, taking over the Chargers. It's like, can they ride this hot streak? Because they're going to need to be really. F Here's the thing. If the Chiefs put up 28 points against you in the first half, you're not winning. They're dropping 50 on you for the game, right? Like the Chargers can pull that shit. The Chiefs are not going to. This is also a team coming off an Andy Reid buy. Those stats do not bode well. For opposing teams. Now, you wrote some stats down here coming off the bye. Um, I feel like I had different ones, but it says either way, 28-6 and six, straight up. Andy Reid coming off of a bye. At home off of a bye, 18-2 and two even straight better. up. That, that's just like that's really fucking good. insanity. You know, like I don't really <laughs> care much for coaches, but it's hard to deny like the impact that giving Andy Reid's brain an extra week to, to think about the defense is going to have on a team like Makes this. Makes a difference. You say you don't care much about coaches? No, I don't give a fuck about – I think there's, like, three or four coaches that really impact the game in, in terms of, like, being able to make your team bad. I think there's a lot of bad coaches that I mean, will make your team bad. Right. I think at this point in the season, uh, coaching is going to be a lot of the factor of who wins and who loses. That's like – yeah. Mm. That's the whole reason I'm taking the Giants over the uh, – yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. I think most most coaches are, like, kind of flat across the board. And, like, as soon as they have a bad game, everybody will be like, they're bad coach. As soon as they have a good game, everybody will be like, they're good coaches. And I think Andy Reid's a true – elevator of the team you know the team that's in his uh on his field so yeah. the chiefs are one of the best offense or they are the best offense in the league they lead the league in scoring they lead the league in red zone trips they lead the league in red zone opportunity like all this kind of shit right and you beg the question like can the jaguars keep up with the chiefs probably not i feel like maybe for the first half it's going to be 
a, a sprint right out of the gate, but then eventually the Jags are going to lose steam. Chiefs have unlimited stamina when it comes to offense, so I think they eventually fall behind. Yeah, as we know, the Jaguars, uh, they just completed, which was the third biggest comeback in NFL playoff history, trailing 27-0 to the Chargers. They came back, they won. So how do teams off of a big comeback win fare the next week? Well, there have been six comebacks of 24 points or more in the playoffs, including Jacksonville. The previous four teams that had to play a game the following week are even two and two. I think the other streak that we got going here, Trevor Lawrence never lost a game in the NFL college or high school on a Saturday. That's my least favorite stat of Same. all time. That, that actually, I'm actually mad that you brought that up. I, I was hoping it. we'd make it through this podcast without having to say that. Well, I actually like I like saying and doing <laughs> things that make me angry. I like being in a <laughs> yeah. state of anger, so anything that I know will rile me up, I'll, I'll go to. I, I've heard that stat on every podcast, and I've seen it on Twitter so much. And it's, it's so like we, we all it matters. We all acknowledge that it's this dumb, stupid stat, but we're still going to be like, by the way, though. It's fun. He's undefeated on Saturdays. It's fun. It's, fun. It's, it's a fun little. It's, not, it's a though. fun little narrative, especially with the NFL. Not a lot of Saturday games, so he's really kind of like he's the perfect guy for this to try and make it like a thing, you know. Trevor Lawrence threw four picks last last week. Uh, I believe they were all in the first half. Yes, he played a an excellent second half. I feel like he he kind of got the jitters out of him, and I expect like a really good Trevor Lawrence day coming. To, I don't think it's going to be powerful enough, but I'm like I think T Law is like ready to step into his shoes. Yeah, I think uh, Doug Peterson's uh, good for Trevor Lawrence. He's really built an offense that, you know. Doug makes Peterson? Him... Yeah. How, how can you say that? Well, go, comparing he, comparing him from, like, are you going to go Urban Meyer? Well, I'm going to say Urban Meyer's the team loser. Right. But, like, everyone's going to elevate a team. Like, if you have Trevor Lawrence, I would hope that you can play a good brand of football. Sorry, this is not about coaching. It's not. Because it does, coaching doesn't matter. It does, but it's not about coaching. Definitely matters. Talk to talk to Staley. Yeah. Talk to the Chargers players. Yeah, see if coaching matters. Well, I'm saying coaching matters if you're bad. Yeah. If you're stupid. Doesn't matter if you're good unless you're Andy Reid. Um I'm if we're doing game predictions here, uh I, I just yeah, I, I think like Trevor Lawrence is way more likely to make mistakes and that's you know, even if they're scoring and they're like going back and forth, score, 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 I think the likelihood of Trevor Lawrence making one or two like crucial mistakes is much higher than Patrick Mahomes, which will lead to I think the downfall of this game. I have Chiefs winning twenty seven to twenty one. Um so the spread's eight and a half. I guess that means I'll take the Jags, but I, I, I don't think anyone will disagree that the Chiefs advance. I'm taking the Jags too, baby. Well, I got the I got the Chiefs winning twenty eight twenty four, but Spread wise, I do like the Jaguars. Um, this was a game that they played earlier in the season, and the uh, Jags Chiefs uh, played turnover battle. Jaguars won the turnover battle three to zero and still lost twenty seven seventeen. So the fact that the Chiefs gave up the ball three times and still beat this team, the Chiefs can give up the ball only one time and still beat this team twenty eight twenty four. I just don't see the Chiefs losing to the Jaguars. I don't see them losing either. I actually, if I think this eight and a half nine numbers. Pretty accurate. I don't really like it either way, but if, I, if I'm if i choosing one, I'm just going to lay it with the Chiefs because I don't think they lose this game. I do think it's super high scoring, though, because I, I think the uh, Jaguars will eventually get things going. They're going to have to play at a high pace. I, I don't really see how the Chiefs get stopped. I'm going to throw out a ridiculous score and say that the Chiefs win 37-28. Just a massive overplay. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. It's definitely definitely going to take... Yeah, no, Sean Hockley's got his signature all over it. He's scoring two touchdowns this week. (laughs) Big Sean. Well, Uh, look, the under is one of those things. Like, I'm looking at when the Chiefs are seven-point favorites or higher, the under is 31 and 14. 
Uh, the under is now 54 and 38 at Arrowhead with Andy Reid in Kansas City. So the Chiefs will score points, but can the other team score points is the is the question. So uh, well, for prize picks, it doesn't matter because we get we can fade them if we want to. Uh, That's let's true. get into some of our prize picks squares. If you are new here or if you are new to the prize picks app, make sure you go download it and on your first deposit, if you use promo code BDGE. They're going to hit you with a 100% deposit match. Whatever you throw down, they're going to double it for you to use on your account. And we will be throwing out our favorite squares for every one of these videos for every game that we talk about. Mr. Anamelia, what we got? All righty. I'm going with uh, Mr. Jarek McKinnon, more than 33 and a half receiving yards. And it's simple as to why I am going with it. Look. The Jaguars' defense gave up the fourth most receiving yards to the running back position, not just, like, receiving yards. Receiving yards to the running back position, McKinnon going to eat. Look, they had 750 yards this year to running backs. McKinnon himself is the first running back since 1970 to record a touchdown reception in five consecutive games. He's now done it in six straight games. It's him and Marshall Falk, and that, that's some pretty crazy uh, – territory to be in look he's a he's a pass catching back they're going to use him a lot and this defense gives up a ton of yards to the pass catching so running backs not worried about Clyde Edwards Hilaire's return no I'd be surprised if he's he coming back five I think he's been practicing fully oh, might, he Clyde. might get five carries I would kind of be I wouldn't even be surprised if they just like healthy scratched him honestly at this oh, point yeah, he's not yeah. better than McKinnon or Pacheco like why even try to like insert him back into I think the that's the odds on favorite to happen this game for Clyde. Yeah, so I'm going to actually work off that McKinnon square. I was thinking about going ETN because he's set at three receptions. Um, like him too? Played on 64 of 74 snaps last week. Using him to workhorse, and the Chiefs actually allowed the single most receptions to the running back position. Then I look at his game log, and I'm like, ETN, like, decently good pass catching back. Should be high scoring. He has not top three receptions once this entire year. He's just not. He's not receiving in it. yards is where he uh, capitalizes. Yeah, so I'm saying, wait, well, I'm going to work off McKinnon. I'm taking the McKin- uh, McKinnon plus Mahomes. More than 0.5 touchdowns. So you brought up the fact that McKinnon has been, you know, he's balling. He's he scored in six straight games. He has scored nine touchdowns in that six-game span. Uh, so he's a touchdown machine right now. They're using him in the red zone, on the goal line, inside the 10-yard line. Mahomes has three rushing touchdowns in his last six games. So that square, that is a Mahomes rushing touchdown. So it either has to be a McKinnon receiving or rushing or Mahomes rushing or receiving, which is, I mean, might sound stupid, but like Mahomes, you know, he uses his legs often. So yep. Look at KC, number one in scoring, number one in touchdowns per game, number one in red zone trips per game. Uh, so uh, they're just going to have so many opportunities that I think between one of them, one of them will probably run one in if they're going to score 28, 35, 38 points here. I like it. I like uh, the McKinnon side of it at least. I I think you're kind of banking on him, though. I'm, I'm, I am, but like yeah. nine touchdowns in the last six weeks, I'm fine with that. Mahomes is more like, you know, I feel eight, like, 8%, 12% for it to happen. Just sprinkle it on. I don't yeah. have the, obviously I don't have the number in front of me, but I'm pretty sure Mahomes in the playoffs, like he, he uses his legs a little bit more. Probably have a little better chance of him getting that rushing touchdown. Yeah, I think between one of them, they'll be fine. Just need one. All right. I'm going to head to Jacksonville for my square. I've been going back and forth on two guys that I think could have pretty good games. Um, but what I like is based off the fact that the Chiefs, lead the league in playing two high safety coverage. So what that does is it opens up the middle of the field, kind of takes away the outside. So Christian Kirk had a monster game against the Chiefs last time they played. He also was in the slot 90% of snaps. Um, So I was thinking about going with his receiving over, but I think I'm going to go with Evan Ingram. More than 48 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, 48 and a half receiving yards. Uh, it's just, it's a lower line, and, uh, you know, as a tight end, you're on the inside more. 
three times this year, the Jags have played teams that uh, play too high safety as much as the Chiefs. So the Chiefs play too high safeties about 55% of the time, even more when they're up. So we can expect the Chiefs to be up. We can expect a lot of too high safety. But week five against the Texans, Texans played more than 50% of too high safeties. Evan Ingram went off for 10 targets, six receptions, 69 yards. Uh, same thing with the Jets, a lot of too high safety. Evan Ingram went off for seven catches on eight targets and 113 yards. He's been that guy that they use to pepper the middle of the field. Last game against the Chiefs, though, definitely had a stinker. I think it was a lot of it had to do with it was kind of a big Jamichael Hasty game. Who caught like a lot of so should never be words coming out of your mouth. Right. But I think because this is a must win game, Jamichael Hasty probably plays less snaps. ETN's been playing more snaps. I just think, you know, ETN's gonna stay on the field. So I'm I'm feeling a big Evan Ingram game in my bones. I was, I, I was I, thinking about going Ingram plus Tony as the touchdown square. I feel like Tony's gonna Ride of such a hot playoff streak right now. Yeah, I'm I excited. Can, to see I can see do. that. So, I again, I kind of, I don't know. I, I, I do. I think Christian Kirk Square might be safer, but it's also because playoff it's like time, baby. It's not about being safe. It's yeah, about being because right. it's the higher total. I think I'm gonna pivot to Evan Ingram. I like Evan Ingram. Give me, right. <laughs> give me his receiving yards. But, right. it, but if sure. that doesn't hit, just know that I also said Christian Kirk. One of these guys is going off, and it ain't Zay I'm Jones. Curious as to why. Um, not uh, going to go with Travis Kelsey on the tight end uh, aspect there. Um, I mean, Travis Kelsey obviously is phenomenal, and the Jags are terrible against tight ends. But it, it's one of those things where I feel like the Jags have to know that they're so bad against tight ends. Like, guarding Travis Kelsey has to be the one and only focal point of their team. How do you not double Travis Kelsey this game? So like, how do you mean, not... It's the story of his career. Every sure, but end. also, I, w- I would almost say that, like, the Chiefs... As weird as it sounds, I feel like their weapons are, in terms of like versatility, are one of the better like they can groups do, they that they got a guy that can do bones. everything. I mean, they Kelsey, they got McKinnon, like Tony's good. Like they have enough good weapons that it's like it's tough to really hone in on one guy. That's true, but I I just think like I I just don't I, if you're I get the Jags it, you it, don't get beat by trap just let somebody else beat you yeah but then again you're still getting beat so it's not you know it's also like not as much like Travis Kelsey as it is just like Andy Reid having the time to get him open like you ever heard you ever heard the Kelsey's podcast where Travis yeah. Kelsey was he's just like talking about how he's like with tight ends he's like there's there's 15 dudes in the league just as athletic as I am if they were in Andy Reid's offense their yeah. production would be crazy you know what I've I mean heard like, I've heard him say that yeah, yeah like I, I think when you watch Travis Kelsey play you're like he's awesome but like there are also a ton of awesome fucking tight ends in the league that just it just happens to be Andy Reid being able to get them open so yeah. sounds so, like we're in agreement tra- for Travis Kelsey to go Travis off. Kelsey <laughs> no I was just gonna wrap this up yeah I mean for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. His, his total is 77 and a half yards. I like the over there, too. I well, just uh, That's why I brought it up, just because he's 99 receiving yards shy, breaking the record for most receiving yards for a tight end in playoffs. You know, he's right there behind Gronk. So do you think, like, does he do it this week? Is he really? Nah. He's right there. He's right there, 99 yards away. So 
he's either got to do it this game and win, or you know he's got to do it this game and lose. Like, I, I don't you know. think you're that focused on if you're. Yeah, Travis probably Kelsey. not. No. Plus, I mean, he probably assumes he has like three more fucking playoff runs. In yeah, him. exactly. Yeah. I didn't realize he was like that. He was uh, he was it's really crazy. in there like yeah. that. You figure like Gronk had the fucking eight hundred playoff games in his yeah, career. I mean, it's Travis Kelsey's getting up to eight hundred games. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, yeah, well, we're all in agreement. Chiefs take this one. Some of us think uh, the Jags will cover. Some of us like Evan Ingram for whatever reason. We'll move on to the <laughs> NFC East showdown. Eagles at home versus the New York football Giants. Seven and a half point favorites. Philadelphia is over under of 48 and a half. So I just want to run through the – it's kind of like a lack of the injury report. We just have a lot of guys coming yeah, I didn't want to put guys that were like. I just not. I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and there was like it's basically Philly's going to be back at full strength because you had Jalen Hurts was uh, supposedly still like healing from the shoulder injury in Week 18, but now he's had two weeks to rest because they had the bye week in Week One. Josh Sweat missed Week 18, fully expected to play. One of their better pass rushers, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson and Robert Quinn both came back and returned to the lineup fully in Week 18. And then Avante Maddox is the other one. He's a really good slot corner. Missed the final seven games of the season. Still to be determined his status for the game. But if he's back. That's a big boost, um, and I would say he's probably at 50-50 right now. On the Giants' side, Evan Neal and Adore Jackson both back and playing, both good to go. So seems like we're going to get both teams outside of the Giants, like receiver core has obviously been lost for the year, pretty much at full strength for what you're going to get at this point in the season. So we get both teams at their height of them playing, which I think – I mean, what do you think is, like, the key to the matchup? The Giants have to be able to stop the Eagles' ground game. I don't think they're going to. But I just think Philly's going to be able to run the ball all over the Giants, which um, it's it's going to be unfortunate because I, I just don't – I feel like Eagles are just way stronger of a team than the Giants. I think we're hoping for a close game. You know, third time the division, divisional rivals are playing, but I just don't think the Giants match up well against Philly. I was going to say, it feels like if the Giants win this game, I'm actually – the more I think about the game, the more I'm like I think Philly might – Stomp, stomp yeah, them. they're going to curb stomp them. Um, it feels like if the Giants win this game, it's going to come from like a defensive score, or like a special teams touchdown at the right time or some something like kind of crazy. If they're just playing heads up football and it's just like everything goes according to plan, the Philly wins this game, I feel like. Yeah, I think I think Giants win if uh, Jalen Hurts isn't actually healthy. Yeah, I think he's fine at this point. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think there's going to be some rust. I think on it, on it, Philly? Yeah, I think Philly's going to have a little bit of rust. I think the Giants are just – they have too much – momentum right now they had to play the great game last week they're coming in like philly was sitting on their ass all week yeah they're practicing but i'm just i'm leaning towards giants here for everything man i love i love like i said in like week five this is a team of destiny like put any team in front of them i think they can win that game i really do they're 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 an any given sunday team obviously you know it's a saturday game but uh i'm still just I'm not ready to to wave the flag on the on the Giants because they're playing the big bad Eagles right I now. I just I just think like I get it like the momentum is definitely towards the Giants team, but when Philly was at full strength this year, I think they were like borderline the number one team in the NFL. Yeah. If, oh yeah. It's well, it's this, like this, look at their PFF grades: number one in pass block, number five run blocking, number three overall defense, number one in pass rush, number five in coverage. It's like they don't have a lot of holes. Like maybe their run D has been weak at times this year, and maybe Giants could take advantage of that. But I just Philly's so good when they're at full strength. Yeah, coaching, yeah, this is where coaching will come into play. I think can Brian Dable come up with a better game plan than Sirianni? Uh, obviously, like you said, you know, defense, maybe you know, one of those big defensive plays, a turnover, a return for a touchdown. Something is going to have to happen and break right for the Giants. But Panthers, I mean, uh, Eagles are giving me huge 2015 Panthers vibes. Like with that Cam Newton MVP year where they were putting up 30 points a game. They went 15-2. They crushed everybody. 
And then, you know, they got to the Super Bowl and they lost to a good defense. And I'm not saying the Giants are a good defense, but they're like a uh, – they're a defense full of heart. That's what the Giants are. They're just I don't a, know. You, got, you can't even name the guys on there, but they're going to go out there and going to make fucking plays. They might have heart, but I don't know if they have skill and, like, <laughs> talent. I mean, they do. They do. All right, let's get into some of these uh, these betting trends. I mean, what are Daniel Jones's prop lines for this for this game? What, what do you want? Rushing, He's rushing, rushing so like on 40. the ground. I bring that up because uh, Daniel Jones had eleven design, designed runs last week. You know what I mean? Like, I think I guess this is a credit to to Dayball or whoever's actually yeah. calling the plays over there. It's like they are finding their strengths and they're not afraid to like go all in on them. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of teams like trying to be like, oh, let's do this better. It's our weakness, but let's like, like let's figure out a way to get better. It's like, no, let's just double down on Daniel Jones running the ball and running the ball and running the ball. And I think, I mean, that that could be absolutely a key to the game. So it makes me lean towards going over on a guy like Daniel Jones when it comes to the rushing. I mean, the Eagles' run defense has been significantly better with Jordan Davis in the lineup. So even like their one weakness, I'm not sure how much of a weakness that may actually be that's what i mean like i don't even want to go off season line season long stats with their run defense because a lot of it's skewed towards the games that he was um that he was out for and now that he's back in i do have a little bit of concern with someone Sa- saquon um like obviously he can always have a big game but i feel like their focus you want to talk about how like all the jaguars have to do is focus on kelsey if you're if you're philadelphia going against the g-men it's like all right cornerbacks like do your thing against wide receivers it's saquon Daniel yeah. Jones and Saquon in their legs, and that's it. Um, yeah, so I, I have Philly here, uh, 25 to 17, covering the spread and winning. It's eight points. I could probably go a little bit higher, but I feel like the Giants will have like a backdoor touchdown at the end or whatever, so I don't want to predict it, but I think they cover. I think they win this one. I don't have an actual score prediction, but I'm, I'm definitely going to lay the points with Philly. I do kind of lean towards the over, too, because I think um, I think Eagles can run, a, run up the scoreboard. I think Giants can throw up. A fairly respectable game, but I'm just like, it's would you bad be surprised? Vi- it's if, bad vibes. Would you be surprised the if the Giants' offense just duds this game? No, not at all. I think there's a 50 50 chance it, it just I think everyone's comes expecting out so them flat. to, but like they've been. I think, I think Giants are a huge public dog this week. It feels like everybody's like riding the Giants, being like, This I, is, I think we're so <laughs> big TikTok comment here, but I feel like we're so chronically online that I can't really figure out like. It's like, yeah, you're like, oh, everyone's riding Philly. I'm like, no, dude, like everybody is saying the same thing about how the Giants are like the underdogs, but they're like the team of destiny. I'm like, I've just spent too much time on Twitter. Right <laughs> I feel like what I've been seeing a lot of is like divisional rivals playing third time. This is also this is also the time of the year where like number one seeds get knocked off and the road underdog always wins. And it just feels like everybody's making these narratives where it's like the Giants fit in perfectly with all this. And it's like but they're they're just significantly worse than the Eagles. Like I'm just I'm not I'm not buying into oh, this. Giants you throw team. all that shit out when you get to the playoffs, though. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like the Giants. The, you can still say the Giants are a bad team. The but they're in the divisional round. Our referee stats. They're in the divisional. <laughs> they're in the divisional round of the playoffs. Like they're a bad team. They suck, but they're here. No, I'm not so. saying I'm not saying they suck. I'm just saying they are significantly worse than the Eagles. We'll find out. So what are you taking? I'm taking uh, Giants 24-21. You think, think they, they win this? They come out with the win on this one. I am going with the team that has got momentum, been playing football for the past week, not the team that was sitting on their ass. Um, look, referee Cleet Blakeman, <laughs> this is his 12th playoff game, and underdogs are 9-2 and two against the spread in his previous 11 games, including the road teams going 8-2 and two against the spread. See, that's what I'm talking about, road dogs. Yes, road dogs, exactly. Also, 
I love the under in this game because games at night are 37 and 21 to the under this season. Basically, all night games this year have been going under. I don't know why, but it's just the way it is. Under is 33 and 16 in Giants games since the start of the 2020 season. Giants are also just one of the best under teams. So let me ask you with stats like that, because I'm of the mindset like I hear something like that and I immediately want to fade it. I want to fight whoever says it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like, I, I hear those stats, and I'm like, that's not a predictor of, like, future something. But do you think there's, like, something there that causes, you know, night, like, I don't know, somebody, someone performs better during this time of the day for whatever reason in the background that will never actually, like, be able to put tangibly on a piece of paper? Like, you look at those stats, and you're like, I might bet this way because of those things, and why? But, okay, real quickly, for, like, the under. Serious question. I'm, I'm assuming that the unders hit at night because those are mostly primetime games and people just want to bet overs on, like, standalone primetime games. So why? So the number's jacked up. I just think there's no rhyme or reason to it at all, which is why I just feel like those stats are fucking pointless. Yeah, Anyone I mean, has a good reason for why yeah, anything happens in the you, world. You flip a coin ten times, there's just as much chance it hits eight times, same as five, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like Prob- Probability. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I hear you. Mm, no, let's go off this. Let's keep going down. <laughs> All right. You're not really listening. Yeah. <laughs> You're not you hearing hear what this guy's saying. You're not listening. Well, I'm just going to take Saquon's under 98.5 total yards. Uh, I'm just going to be a Giants hater, and maybe he busts off a 75-yard run, and maybe he's like, I'm vintage Saquon, and I'm going to tell everybody to hold my nuts, and he has a monster game. I don't know. I look back at uh, when they played Philly in Week 14, 28 yards on the ground, 20 yards through the air. Again, it just feels like one of those times where it's the defense doesn't have a ton of things to focus on. It's like Bradbury or somebody fucking locked down Isaiah Hodgins, um, put a spy on Daniel Jones, and then the nine other players just convulge on Saquon Barkley and what else, what else happened. So I, uh, I'm i going to stay away from 98 and a half. Just, it seems like a high number. But then again, every time you bring up like C-Mac, it's like 142 total yards. And I'm like, that's kind of high. And you're like over and it hits every time. So I, I don't know. I'm just taking the Saquon under. Yeah. I mean, I always feel like uh, betting on good players with high numbers has just been what's worked for me. Yeah, Rather scary. than trying to get cute with it. It's scary. But. Um, very cute. Yeah. I will say I kind of like Saquon's over his re- uh, receiving yards. I think it's at 24, maybe 22. That's pretty low. I don't know. It's kind of. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't feel very high. It feels like recently he's also been uh, getting a lot of action in the passing game. So I don't I don't dislike that square, but I feel like personally I would probably just go with the under of rushing yards rather than the combined rush and receive. But Fair. I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. We already talked a lot about how bad this Giants run defense is. Uh, his line is at 63.5, so I'm going to go more there. Giants rank dead last in allowing runs of three or more yards before contact. So this dude is getting positive yards just by getting a single touch. They've also given up rushes of 15 or more yards on 7% of their carries against them, which ranks second to worst. So I don't think Miles Sanders is going to need a whole lot of volume this game to get over 63 and a half yards. Last time they faced, he went 17 for 144, absolutely ate him up. Uh, the game script might also help Philly with their run game because if they go up early and Giants fail to respond, this could just be a run-heavy game. Last time they played was actually Week 18. Miles Sanders yeah, went actually, 11 yeah. for 33. That's true. But I threw that game out because Giants... I just don't want to be here lying to the people, you know? That's true. That's true. I, I consider their last time they played the first time they played. Um, but yeah, this it feels a little bit like just taking the easy road here. 
right? Like just going off the narrative of Giants can't stop the run. Eagles have a running back named Miles Sanders. Take us more. Yeah, I like that score a lot. I'm uh, I'm actually on the fence right now between I wanted to dabble with the Jalen Hurts is under on his passing yards because uh, he's he's gone under uh, get, with this line, 240 and a half against the Giants twice now. I know the Giants, the last time they played, they didn't play all their starters. It was kind of a... That was, know, it was a weird game. It was a weird game, but like Jalen Hurts was playing you know, the game, so it's I'm going to throw it out there under... You know, uh, less than 240.5 on Jalen Hurts' uh, passing yards. I like it. But what I really like is Isaiah Hodgins, more than four receptions. He's averaging 5.6 receptions a game over his last five. He showed last week against uh, Minnesota that he basically is the number one wide receiver there in New York. There really isn't. You know, like you got Darius Slayton, sure. But Isaiah Hodgins is big. He can catch. And uh, I think people are starting to finally see why uh, Dable brought him over. Uh Eight catches last week, four the week before, eight against Minnesota again. Then he went four and four. So he's basically he's good for a push. If not, we go over and we hit. So worst case scenario, we get a push with Hodgins. Uh, he's the wide receiver future in uh, New York. So you don't sure. think Kenny Galladay's coming back? It is not Kenny Galladay. Is that the worst signing in the history of NFL? He's it's, been blocking it's up there after Russell he's Wilson. Blocking. He's been. He had a nice. He's, he's ass been on block. the field. He's gone yeah, on the field. He's blocking. Oh, nice. Good for him. Really well. Happy for him. There was a highlight block last week. You didn't see that? Uh, they gave him left tackle money to go block on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, those are our squares. We've got Isaiah Hodgins, more than four receptions. Saquon, less than 98.5 total yards. Miles Sanders, more than 63.5 rushing yards. G-Men winners, Philly, Philly. Those are the two games on Saturday's slates. We will be back tomorrow for Sunday's slate of games, which is the Cowboys and the Niners. And it is the Bengals and the Bills. Those are some good fucking games. Those yeah, are games I'm really, really excited about. I think those games are significantly better than these ones. Yeah. Absolutely. These ones could end in double blowout. Could, but won't. But will. Imagine the Jaguars just wipe the Chiefs. Like they might. 35 to 11. Chiefs been sitting on their ass all week. <laughs> Not ready to play football. Andy Reid off the bye. We already did the stats. Yeah. We already ran the numbers. Yeah. Unless. Holy shit. <laughs> you right. that <laughs> way. We're getting deep into thoughts again. Bang! There you go. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the button that looks like this. And uh, and go download the PrizePix app. Use promo code BDGE when you do so for a 100% deposit match. See you tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.